This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Welcome to the Women and Money Empowerment Show from the sunny California. Now, maybe this is the first time you listen to this show, or maybe you have heard some of the past episodes that we have done, and you will know that this is a show that is dedicated to empowering women around money and finance. Normally, I will bring on guests from all walks of life. And we would have a heart-to-heart fireside chat about their journey to success and what drives them in life, and what are the key things that moving them forward toward the goals, toward the desires that they have in life. And today, I wanted to change it up a little bit. Instead of having a guest, I thought I would kind of go back to di- to tell you some of the background stories of how this show was born. So again, my name is Yulin Lee, and I am a money empowerment coach. I have always been a strong believer that every single human being we should be able to live in this world supporting ourselves without relying on another person. That is the ultimate form of self-respect. Believing that we can make it on our own. Now, of course, barring some extenuating circumstances like illness or, or other things like that. But the particular challenges that women face is that for centuries, girls have been taught to play the supporting role in the families and the society, while relying on men in their lives to provide for them financially. Blindly said, women have been taught. That money is a men's job, and due to these generational passing of the con- of these concepts, many women today still harbor the feeling of "I need a man to take care of me." They may not say this verbally at the conscious level. However, there are many women who give up financial management responsibilities as soon as they get married, thinking to themselves, "Ah, I finally have someone to take care of that for me." Now the unfortunate thing is, with divorce rates at fifty percent in most parts of the world, many of these women end up in a divorce, not only having lost everything—not just the marriage and the and the family, but also financial stabilities, and most importantly, their self confidence and their self identity. I work with many of these women, and I witness how they struggle in life after the divorce. And trying to find themselves again, along with the confidence that they have lost, and this is why I am so eager to get this message out to the world that women need to be empowered around money and finance. And when I say women need to be empowered, what I'm really talking about is self empowerment. It's the power from within. Now let's get into the specifics of what it means to become self-empowered around money and finance. This is what I want to cover in this episode. First step is you make a decision to become the CFO of your life. Now, if this statement scares you or confuses you, great, stay with me, and I'll tell you why. Now, when you think of any successful company. It is very likely that they have a CFO who has been doing a great job managing the company's financials. 
your life is the same. Your financial life is a reflection of how well you are managing your finances. The thing is, being the CFO, it doesn't mean you have to do everything. What it does mean is that you need to become the boss. So rather than thinking I need to find someone else to manage my money, is I am the one who is responsible for the final results of my finances, and ultimately, I am the only one who is most genuinely interested in the financial well-being of my own finance. Once you get that, then you know you need to do what a CFO does, and that is. Stepping into the power, becoming the boss of your financial life, and once you are CFO, what you need to think about next is who are the people that I need to have to build up this team that can support my financial goals in life. Maybe for you, it's in having an accountant, have a bookkeeper, having an investment advisor, whatever your circumstances call for. the The key is knowing and remembering that you don't have to do everything yourself. But you do need to be the boss to making sure you have a team working synchronistically for you and on your behalf. All right. So that is the first identity shift you need to make. Is instead of letting go, having someone else to take on and managing and hoping that things will be okay, is that you need to be in charge. You need to be in the driver's seat. All right. Second thing is be courageous. Steve Jobs once said, "Have the courage to follow your heart and your intuition." Now, when we talk about courage, oftentimes what we're really talking about is how to deal with fear, right? Because the opposite of being courageous is being fearful. So many people have fear around money, and a lot of those fear stem from their past experiences or the childhood teachings that they have received. So it's important to dig a little deeper to examine what those fears are all about, and fears in general are there to protect us. So the question you can ask yourself is, okay, first, what are my fear, and what are my fears, and then also what is my fear trying to protect me from? And the answer to that question is the clue to what you need to work on in your financial life. So to be courageous is really about becoming friends with your fear and act above the fears, even though they're there. You know they're there, but you act in spite of the fears. Okay, that's the second thing. Third, be confident. Now I also love a quote from Christopher Robin: "Always remember, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think." To be confident with money and finance, you don't have to be a math genius. What you do need is to practice more. Competence and confidence come from repetitions. Think of sports and the athletes. None of them were born with the special skills that they have. They become so good at their sports through hours, hours of training and practice. Same with money and finance. If if you have been saying. Oh, I'm really bad with money. Then know this: you are not bad at money because you are capable of doing everything you need to do, and you were not born this way. Okay? It's simply if you think you're not good at money, it's simply because you haven't practiced managing your money enough. 
It's simple as that. Now, next one. This, when we talk about practices, it also leads us to this next element, which is about staying engaged. Do not let the money piece go, even if you're happily married. And that is the advice I give to all of my women clients and to men out there too. Always stay engaged in all financial decision makings in your family. Now, some people may equate this to trust, thinking, well, I trust my husband or I trust my wife or whoever is managing their money. And therefore, I'm comfortable with them handling all of my money. It's okay. You know, the other stories uh, that, that we hear, they're other people's story. They're not my story. But I would like to offer another perspective. How about think of it as something that's bigger than just the trust between two people? It's also about working together as a team. I believe two brains is more power than one if the two truly work together as a team and sharing the same values and goals. So when you think of it from a perspective of a team working together towards a common goal of building wealth for your retirement, for your future, and for your future generations, then it's not just about I trust this person, therefore I letting go everything. It's really about how can we work together more powerfully as a team. And then you also set the role model for your next generation, for your daughter, for your son, in their own marriage in the future, they will also carry out the same tradition. And then the last one is about tapping into your intuition. I would like to share another quote with you. Listen to the wind, it, spe- it talks. Listen to the silence, it speaks. Listen to your heart, it knows. We all have intuitions that can guide us onto the right path if we pay attention. And I personally believe intuition is is one of the most powerful thing that we all possess. But the, the key is that we tap into that resource that's within every one of us. And so to that end, I wanted to say that um, All of these things that I've talked about so far, it's also uh, written in a book that I published last year, and it's called Unleashed, available on Amazon. And it contains examples of real life stories of how five women become self-empowered with money and finance through the principles that I just talked about. And lastly, I would love to hear from you, your thoughts on the topic of women and money empowerment. And if there are specific financial topics that you are interested in, do let me know. I can arrange to cover those topics in future episodes. And a parting word for this episode is that deep down inside, I truly believe if you have made a decision to work on your money and your finances to have more abundance in life, it's at the end of the day, it's not about the money itself. It's actually, it's about work on yourself to become a bigger, better you. When you become better, you have more capability. When you become bigger, you are more able to attract and manage all the money and the um, abundance that flow into your life. And that's what this work is all about, is about self-empowerment, is about working on ourselves. I hope you enjoy this talk. And I welcome you to keep coming back to the stories that I I share with my guest speakers uh, to 
keep you inspired, engaged, and motivated to create the life that you want. Thank you for tuning in to the Women and Money Empowerment Show. Until next time, have a fabulous day. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.